When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. One of the new buzz phrases in education is growth mindset. It's something that is coming up a lot on education blogs and we see it on Pinterest and maybe it's on your school's horizon for this year, something that your principal or case manager or social worker is kind of pushing you to learn about and incorporate into your classroom. And it's pretty popular in the gen ed setting and it's really focused on teaching kids to view intelligence and your abilities as something that's changeable, something that you have control of. So the idea of a growth mindset is viewing that through hard work and through dedicated effort, you can change your intelligence, that it's not just something you're born with, like you're born with a math intelligence or not. With a growth mindset, the viewpoint is that if you work really hard and you're really dedicated, you can change your abilities in the area of math. With growth mindset, it really looks at effort as the key to success. And within a growth mindset, the attitude about failure is very different. Failure is not viewed as a bad thing. It's just viewed as part of the process and that we, through struggles and challenges, get to learn and get to improve. So this whole idea of growth mindset is based on Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, which if you're interested in learning more about this topic, I highly recommend reading it. It's an easy and quicker read, but it's really great. 
Um, so she's a Stanford University professor and really focused all of her studies on this psychological idea of mindset and fixed versus a growth mindset. And the education world has really gravitated towards it because it has such an important impact for our learners. We want our kids to love the process of learning and want to learn more and put the effort to make themselves better. So today we're actually not going to talk about growth mindset with your students, which is maybe what you thought I was going to talk about. Today we're actually going to talk about your growth mindset. So the growth mindset that a special education teacher needs, and I say needs on purpose because the special education job is hard. And with a fixed mindset, you're going to get stuck in this circular reasoning in this kind of just hard place for a while. And a growth mindset will allow you to really excel in your job. Let's talk about the struggles of being a special education teacher. It's a really hard job. Let's just maybe sit with that for a second. It's a really hard job. So if you struggle and you face challenges on a regular basis, that's normal. That's what happens in really hard jobs. And our jobs are really hard because there's so much that's expected of us. There's so much paperwork and behavior plans. And right now in education, I travel all around the country, so I see this in every school. Our classrooms are overcrowded and understaffed, which is a very dangerous, as maybe many of you know, combination. Students that are maybe not with an appropriate diagnosis are in classrooms that are not appropriate for them, and it can lead to a challenging balance between meeting the needs of your students, meeting the needs of the paperwork, training paraprofessionals. There is so much that goes into this job. If you are a new teacher or new to special ed, Those first few years, oh my goodness, they are freaking hard. I started, I was 22 years old when I walked into my first classroom. It was a lovely 94 degrees because there was no air conditioning. And I tell this story a lot because I think this is kind of hilarious. I showed up on day one of the prep days. You know, there's like three days in the start of the year. I showed up on day one and all I brought, which this is so embarrassing a little bit. I brought a roll of toilet paper, a roll of paper towel and a roll of Clorox wipes. That's it. I showed up with a little Target bag with the paper towel and the Clorox wipes. Not sure why I chose really those two things and those two sets of cleaning supplies. And by the way, to clean an old classroom that was nowhere near enough paper towel or Clorox wipes. And I walked into an empty room. I was starting a new classroom. I wasn't taking over a teacher's position. Kids were being brought from another school. So the room literally had desks, some tables, and some bookshelves, and that was it. And I literally had no idea what to do. I I got my undergrad degree in special ed, but I was not prepared to walk into the amount of work that was waiting for me. And that first year was really, really hard. I did not realize how much work it was to create curriculum. I also joke a lot about my 22-year-old self that I was naively almost waiting for them to bring like the stuff. Like when are they going to come and like drop off, you know, the things, the things to like to teach my kids? Like how do I teach them to read and math? Like when are you bringing me the stuff? Like should I should I go get some dollies and help you and bring it up the elevator? Oh no, as you all can imagine, 
that stuff never came because as special ed teachers, we are also curriculum developers. We have to make the stuff ourselves. So that was overwhelming on its own. But then when it came to, you know, more extreme behaviors and training staff and collaborating with clinicians, it is a really hard job. So with this hard job, because there are struggles and there will be failures and there will be things that don't work and there will be bad days. So because of that, it's even more important to have that growth mindset, to have a viewpoint about failure and about struggles and challenges that those are learning opportunities. The problem with having a fixed mindset as a special ed teacher is that you're not going to rise to the occasion. You're going to get stuck in this scenario where you just feel finished. When you have a fixed mindset, you're going to view the challenges of your classroom and the hard days as your classroom as the end. That's it. This is where these kids' behaviors are at, so that's it. It's, that's all I can do. And you're basically going to wipe your hands and carry on with your life. And that is not what our kids need. Our kids need high expectations. Our, our kids need challenges. And our kids need their teachers to rise to the occasion of giving them those opportunities. And with a fixed mindset, if you're saying, okay, well, that cat, kid can't read or that kid has a lot of extreme behaviors or this kid is struggling with social skills, well, that's where they're at, I guess. Well, you're not doing your job then. Having a fixed mindset is going to really put you in this position of actually not doing your job because our job is to teach our kids and view that hard work and effort and dedication will get them to learn those new skills. So the fixed mindset is just going to leave you finished and that's not where you want to be. Having a growth mindset, you're going to view that your hard work is what's important. You as the teacher, your effort, your dedication to your students is what matters. So every day when you go to school and you try really hard and you do your best, and some our best isn't the same every single day. What our best is on Tuesday is different what our best is on Friday because that's just how life is, right? But as long as you do your best, on each day, all you can give and give what you can and work hard and constantly be challenging yourself as well, then that's all you have to do. And the end product might be different every day. On a day that you really brought it and you worked really hard, it still might be a bad day because that's how life is. I quote this a lot when I give behavior sessions. The only behavior you have complete control of is your own. So the only thing that you can control and change is what you do, how you respond, how hard you work. And if you know that every day you've worked as hard as you can and you've brought it, then you should be satisfied and happy. And with that growth mindset, with developing a growth mindset, you won't focus on any negative parts of the day. You're going to focus on, you know what though? I worked really hard and my staff worked really hard. And even though we had some hard parts of our day, that's not what matters. What matters is that I worked hard. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. With a growth mindset, you're going to view those challenges and those bad days that inevitably happen as just a little detour. Because with a growth mindset, it's going to help you see that overall progress. So when we're in the weeds and we're in the thick of it, it's hard to see those baby steps. I talk about little victories a lot because that's why we're all here. We're all here for the little victories. But it's hard to see how those little victories make it into the big picture of overall progress. And I am not an economics person. I, to be honest, really don't always understand how the stock market works. But every so often, you know, you click on your iPhone on the stock market button. And that's probably not even actually what it's called. But it shows how the stocks kind of tick up and sometimes they tick down and then they go back up and they tick down a little bit. And it's variable. But the overall trend you can see is moving upwards. That's what it is with your class. You're going to have those bad days. You're going to have those missteps. You're going to have that really cool project that you think is going to be awesome and it blows up in your freaking face. But overall, the progress of your class and the progress of your development as a teacher is going to be in that upward trend. And you're going to be proud of that effort. So on your next kind of crappy day, sit in your car before you leave Think about everything that you did right, everything that you did well. Be like, you know what? I handled this crisis well and I delegated to my staff really well and our morning circle went really smoothly because of all the hard work I did to create materials that were appropriate for my class. And be proud of that. Don't think about a meltdown that happened or a staff issue or something. Be proud of that effort. When you have a growth mindset, you'll want to take on challenges, which is, oh my gosh, so what our kids need. Our kids need a challenge. They need opportunities to rise to the occasion. Other challenges that our kids need that you have to set up for them are things like taking data. I love, love talking about taking data, but I think people shy away from really going all in on taking data because they're afraid to fail. They don't want to fail. They don't want to set up the data system and then not use it or be too hard or be too tricky. And I get it. The fear of failure is real. But you know what? If you set up a whole data system and it actually doesn't work that well and you have to redo it, no one knows. Maybe your staff, maybe someone in your school, but no one cares. As long as you're learning from that mistake and being like, oh man, this data system was way too complicated, I need, which is usually the problem with data systems that don't work. I need to simplify it. I need to scale back. I need to start over. 
you're learning from it. You're still getting that stock ticker going upwards. So you're learning from that kind of misstep and making it better. Carol Druck, who is the author of the Mindset book, also has a very popular TED Talk, which I would also recommend watching. And in the TED Talk, she talks about the power of yet. And I love this idea. She talks about adding the word yet to all of your negative self statements. So I'm not a good presenter. I'm not good at taking data. I'm not good at managing staff. To all of those negative self-talk statements that we all have, add the word yet to the end. I'm not good at taking data yet. I'm not good at delegating to my staff yet. I'm not good at paperwork yet. So the power of yet tells you that you're not finished. You have work to do. That's okay. We all have work to do. If you're sitting there thinking, I got it all under control, there's nothing I have to work on, everything's good, then you likely maybe are stuck in that fixed mindset idea. Because people that have a fixed mindset are just okay with the status quo. But adding that yet kind of gives you that encouragement and motivation to become better at something. And it's okay that you're not there, yet you will get there. So think about that with different areas of your professional capacities, things that you're good at and not good at. Add that word yet to the end of those and give yourselves the permission to not be there. It's okay that you're not there now. You're working towards it. So I've primarily right now been talking to special ed teachers, but I really mean this to anyone in the special ed community, whether you're a clinician, a paraprofessional, or a parent of a child with special needs. I mean, let's face it, if you are a parent of a child with special needs, you are basically a full-time special ed teacher, so this definitely applies to you. And I think this could be really helpful when looking at the skills and needs and abilities of your child. When you look at the needs of your own child and the skills that they have, looking and adding that yet for them too. You know, Johnny's not talking yet. Johnny's not reading yet. Johnny's not able to take the bus to school by himself yet. Those are all your goals for him. And when it comes to your parenting abilities as well, you know, I'm I'm not good at the bedtime routine yet. I'm not great at collaborating with my child's school yet. I'm not good at getting my kid to do chores at home yet. Again, it's giving us the space to work on those. If we just say, you know, I'm not good at getting my kid to do his chores, so I'm just going to do everything for him and I'm going to never, you know, expect that he joins the family and helping get ready for dinner and learning these kind of really important essential life skills. If we're in that fixed mindset of just thinking, well, I'm not good at it, so I'm not going to bother. That's really what the fixed mindset leaves us with, the like, why bother attitude? And we all know probably people in our in our work world who have that attitude, and those people stink, and those people aren't good at their jobs. Our kids don't need the why bother attitude. They need the like, yes, let's get at it. Let's work towards it. We can get there. So at this point, Maybe I've sold you on trying to kind of transition into a growth mindset. And Carol talks about in her book, you know, sometimes we're not, we're not always stuck in one. We might have a little bit of both. And we do. I, I've, I read Carol's book a while ago and I, something I think about a lot, but I 
can catch myself being stuck in a fixed mindset in certain scenarios. So how do we get there? And I think the key to really making progress towards having a growth mindset is some prompts. We talk about prompts a lot with our kids, but I am a big, big advocate of prompts for ourselves. We need reminders. Those prompts are successful for our students because they remind them of what to do. So how can you remind and prompt yourself to engage in behaviors and thought processes and positive self-talk in a way that's towards that growth mindset? So a few ideas. One is an accountability manager. I love this idea. If you have a teacher BFF or paraprofessionals in your classroom or even just maybe someone not in your work world that is kind of into this idea too, this idea of having a growth mindset, have someone else listen to this podcast and be like, hey, listen to this. Maybe we can be accountability managers for each other. That The accountability manager thing is huge. Having someone else be holding you accountable is really, really powerful. So kind of put little checks and balances and maybe schedule a little, you know, Monday afternoon at 3 p.m. after the kids leave. Like, let's check in and make sure we're both kind of engaging in things that are related to a growth mindset. Another one is a type of daily prompt um, where you put somewhere in your in your life, whether it's in your car, in your house, in your classroom, a little sticky note, a little reminder, something that you see regularly, ideally every day, that will just remind you of this. Because a lot of times I read a lot of like self-helpy books. I'm like, yes, I got this. I'm going to do this. And I take notes and then I forget about it. So I need a lot of reminders. So think of something that will remind you of the things that you're thinking about right now. Maybe my analogy of the stock market ticker really resonated with you. Maybe print out a little picture of that or write the only behavior you have complete control of is your own and put that on a sticky or just write growth mindset. It doesn't even need to be something like a whole page of notes. It just needs to be a little cue of like, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. Or even, you know, saying like, you know, failure and challenge is good. This means we're trying or it's all about effort. Just write something like that down that will encourage and inspire and motivate you on a regular basis when you see it. Also set goals, set goals related to all of your work behaviors on on, related to that yet. You know, I'm not great at collecting data yet. Okay, cool. What can I do about it? Well, I could start taking data. I could take data this month on two goals twice a week. Write that down and put in your calendar a reminder for one month from today, check in on goal. Okay, done. We write IEP goals all the time. As special ed teachers, we write goals for a living. So you should be really, really good at it. So write a goal for yourself related to this, related to one of your yets on how you're going to get there. So on your next bad day or on your next day that you're feeling not so great at your job, which we all have, stop yourself and think about that detour. This isn't where you land. This isn't who you are as a teacher or a parent or a professional. This is just one of those hard moments with taking risks with working hard, with taking on challenges, not every single thing goes through. If every single time you took on a challenge, it worked out, those weren't challenges. Challenges mean sometimes it doesn't work out or sometimes it doesn't go as planned. 
So take on those challenges. Add a new center in your classroom. Um, Add a new behavior plan. Add schedule changes. Delegate to staff. Take on those challenges that you've been avoiding and embrace that growth mindset and be happy and proud and excited about your hard work. Because that's all that matters. All that matters is your effort. You cannot control the results, but you can control how hard you work. And if you do that every day, eventually you will see that overall progress. So try to get that bird's eye view of your classroom and your professional skills and see that that overall progress is there. Did you know that two out of three teachers turn to Teachers Pay Teachers for educational resources? As a seller on TPT, this makes me so excited. I love seeing educators turn to other educators for support in their classrooms. There are so many great resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. And this could be made even better if we could involve school budgets in this process. Enter TPT for Schools. TPT for Schools makes it easy for administrators and teachers to collaborate when making curricular decisions. TPT helps you set up a way of using school funds for these resources. This is a new program and there's already over 5,000 schools registered. In the special ed world, this is even more important because we don't have that many resources and the resources that are provided for us might not be so appropriate for our class. To learn more about TPT for Schools, visit schools.teacherspayteachers.com. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum, Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.